Hello and welcome to Spiritual Awakening Radio. My name is James Bean. SpiritualAwakeningRadio.com is my website. Visit my website to get caught up on past podcasts on demand, previous editions of Spiritual Awakening Radio. At the website, you'll also find links and buttons to various blog sites, Blogger, WordPress, Medium, social media for daily spiritual quotes like Tumblr, Facebook, and Twitter. There is a donate button at the website, podcasts, all sorts of things. I have an e-library of free online books as well. And you can send me an email by clicking the contact tab at my website, spiritualawakeningradio.com. Spiritual Awakening is heard every week at this time, exploring the world of spirituality, comparative religion, mysticism, and books, East and West. As of late, I've been discoursing about the origins of Santlat, the path of the masters, the masters of India, the mystics of the East, tracing a lineage of teachers through the centuries, Kabir, Kabir's disciple and devotee, Sant Dharamdas, Sant Dharamdas's son, Charumani Nam. And then a spiritual teacher by the name of Sat Sahib, who was the spiritual master and initiating guru of Sant Darya Sahib of Bihar, a very famous towering figure in Indian history, who authored 23 books, such as the Darya, Sagar, and other spiritual classics, and I speculate in my ebook called The Origins of Santmat, The Five Names, and the Identity of Tulsi Sahib's Guru, that indeed Tulsi Sahib of Hathras was initiated by Sant Darya Sahib or one of his direct spiritual successors or representatives, and then lineage uh, includes Tulsi Sahib, and then after him uh, there were several successors, uh, Swamiji Maharaj of Agra, founder of the Radhaswami faith, there were uh, more gurus in Hathras after Tulsi Sahib, also in Lucknow and elsewhere, and uh, the Santmat family tree of guru lineages branches out in many directions at uh, that time, so branches of Santmat, contemporary with one another, operating in India. And so I've been describing the history of the path and the origins and the terminology, a bit about the mantras. If you'd like to receive a copy of this ebook, this program in written form, it's a free ebook which you can get as a PDF file download. I can send it to you send me an email at this address, james at spiritualawakeningradio.com. Ask for the ebook on the origins of Santmat, The Path of the Masters, and I'll send it to you. It's about 11,000 words in length and basically begins in ancient times, the time of Krishna and Upanishadic sages who wrote portions of the Upanishads and another ancient Vaishnava text uh, 
describing sants in ancient times during the, the time of Krishna, and then I move forward in time to the Nath yogis and Goraknad, and then Kabir and his successors, and, and so on. So it starts very early in history and goes up to uh, quoting texts that are new, such as uh, Swami Vyasanand, G. Maharaj's new book, the Inward Journey of the Soul, which is a, an Amazon Kindle ebook at Amazon and, and Amazon India as well, uh, or other Amazon sites if you're in Europe or wherever you might be. And so it really spans the centuries. On the program this week, I titled the program You Are Not Alone, uh, and I will conclude readings from the Gurus of the Lineage from Kabir and Dharam Das and Darya Sahib and successors of Tulsi Sahib and kind of bring them all together as one, one lineage, one path with uh, various spiritual passages. I call the program this week, You Are Not Alone, based on this wonderful paragraph, two paragraphs actually, from George Arnsby Jones his great spiritual classic called The Pilgrimage of James, An Odyssey of Inner Space, which is an amazing book that I hope to bring to the Internet one of these days. It's one of those books that are out of print, and the, um, the person that has uh, uh, is in charge of the, the book. I'm not sure if they're even aware of what goes on on the Internet. And so it's like, shall I put on my Guy Fox, you know, anonymous uh, mask and just scan it and upload it myself or can I talk them into it we'll see how it all goes <laughs> I'd love to see this book somehow or another make its way to the world wide web it's called The Pilgrimage of James and Odyssey of Inner Space by George Ornsby Jones it is impossible to confine love to the temporal and transient levels of life and it is impossible to confine the grandeur and majesty of God to the dimensions of the mind. When I had come to a partial realization of this fact, wise adepts of the inner realms provided me with guidance through the fragrant mystic universe, the spiritual mental region. They showed me their many magnificent planets of light and wonder, it was they who ultimately persuaded me to roam and explore untold realms of gold within myself. I had no fixed starting place in time and space, for I dwelt in a multiverse that was coextensive with all the ages. But my inner world was still limited by the boundaries of creation. I needed the guidance of a spiritual adept within the physical world itself to give me new birth into the freedom of eternity. There are those who have wandered among the darting comets and the shimmering orbs of sounding fire. The soul explorer is not alone, for there are those who have traveled the highways of the inner cosmos far more than one may at first realize passage from George Arnsby Jones's book, The Pilgrimage of James, An Odyssey of Inner Space, which is an amazing book, which I hope will be brought to the internet one of these days. 
I mean, it, it describes uh, inner travel, soul travels of this uh, soul, and how he meets the person who invented the sitar. At one point, uh, he encounters this soul in an inner realm who said, I invented the sitar. It was my attempt to mimic the sound current, the spiritual music in the physical plane. I consider this attempt a total failure, but I did the best I could. And, you know, the sitar is a very beautiful instrument, so what a glorious failure that is to attempt to mimic spiritual music and bring it to the physical world. So it's a book with uh, many amazing treasures, encounters with uh, Rumi and Sufi mystics and all sorts of goings-on in the heavens, in inner realms of consciousness. Uh, it's an amazing book. George Arnsby Jones was a disciple of Sant Kripal Singh, and this book, The Pilgrimage of James, was published in the 1970s and uh, is really a, a great spiritual classic. Unfortunately, many of the great spiritual classics of this planet are only known to a few people or are out of print. A lot of neglected books that are absolute treasures. Uh, for instance, the Mandaean scriptures, they are a Gnostic religion. If their scriptures were discovered tomorrow in some archaeological find in the Middle East, it would be big news. I mean, you would be on cable news channels, there would be a Discovery Channel special about it, it would be a really big deal. Uh, but because these writings were translated back in the 50s, and are out of print, they're, they're just sort of off the radar screen. No one knows. It's forgotten. There are forgotten treasures, as well as treasures that have yet to be dug up. A lot of great, uh, great things buried in the mud, buried underneath the sands of time, and forgotten that are very amazing spiritual classics. And those tend to be the types of writings and the type of wisdom that I focus on each week on Spiritual Awakening Radio. Words of light and love from the ocean of love. Some mystic verses from Masters of the Lineage, picking up where I left off last week. Uh, this is from the book of Amor Mul, a text used in the Kabir line of masters. Kabir, Sant Dharam Das, Sant Dharam Das's son, and so on. This would be the Dharmdasi branch of Kabir Panth. This is one of their sacred texts, the book of Amoramul. God himself is the word that cannot be uttered, and himself the word that speaks to all. Himself is formless, and himself is within all the forms. He is both Narguna, or formless, and Saguna, with form. God is within all forms and yet is formless, is both transcendent and imminent, is within everything all around in the entire universe and all universes. And yet that's a kind of tip of the iceberg. There is a, a, an aspect of God that is formless, timeless, beyond this realm, beyond this realm of creation, beyond this plane of existence. 
This reading comes from Prakashmani Nam, a book called the Prakashmani Gita, called, with a subtitle, it's given a subtitle, uh, Prakashmani Gita, Surit Shad Yoga Sadhana, meaning inner light and sound meditation practice. The Satguru came into the world to remove bondage from the souls. Those who have positive and good thoughts and pure hearts come close to him. That's a great description of the true disciple. There are a lot of people on the internet saying, you know, what's a true master? Who's the true master? Let's put the masters on trial. Let's uh, scrutinize them. But here's a verse, and, and I've seen this in Rumi poetry, too. Uh, who is the faithful disciple? Without a faithful disciple doing the seeking, one does not find a true master, does not have the luxury of pondering the question, who is the authentic one and who is not so authentic, if oneself, uh, in oneself there is no authenticity and genuineness. So who is the true spiritual seeker? who is the genuine disciple. The Satguru came into the world to remove bondage from the souls. Those who have positive and good thoughts and pure hearts come close to him. Like that saying goes, the famous axiom of wisdom, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. If the student isn't ready, essentially that means that the true teacher is invisible, is not someone that is being sought out, and there's no point in finding them. So that is a chapter yet to be written in the future. The teacher is invisible if the student is not ready. Another way to paraphrase that. This passage comes from The Ocean of Love, the book of Anurag Sagar which is a text used by the Dharmdasi Kabir Panth, the Kabir line of masters, describing the teachings of Guru Kabir. Giving up the qualities of mind, one should follow the path of the master. Such a soul goes to Satlok, the true timeless eternal realm beyond illusion and duality and derives happiness from the ocean of happiness. Giving up the qualities of mind, one should follow the path of the master. Such a soul goes to Satlok, the true timeless eternal realm, and derives happiness from the ocean of happiness. There is a stage in meditation when one transcends mind, like the physical body, that goes into a very still state as if one is dead or asleep, is in a state of unconsciousness or you're not really focused on body. So you have temporarily, quote-unquote, shed the body, transcended, transcended the body. And so too, uh, when you go beyond the realms of duality and mind, the mind also goes to sleep. The mind closes its eyes, if you will, and starts to meditate, and the mental body is transcended as well in order to get to the fifth plane or above, the true eternal realm, Satlok, the true 
timeless realm. One temporarily during their meditation set transcends not only thoughts that disturb your meditation, but you transcend mind itself, the mental body, in order to reach beyond the mental realm, the mental plane, to get to the fifth plane, which is pure spirit, timeless and eternal, the home of the soul. So at that point, the soul is completely naked. It has transcended the mental body, the physical body, and those others in between, astral and causal or akashic bodies. The soul is naked. The soul is in its own realm. It transcends mind as well as matter. This is a passage from a book called The Brahm Nairupan, The Necessity of Liberation. This is also another spiritual classic in the Kabir tradition. Contemplating the true eternal sound, even for half a moment, confers much more spiritual merit than living in the holy city of Kashi for millions of years. That's an amazing statement. Knowledge of the true eternal sound, the sound current, has such power that it can quickly destroy the karmas of the present life. This is indeed very desirable fruit of such knowledge that needs to be thoughtfully considered and comprehended. Knowledge of the essence of reality dawns within and gives enlightenment. Uh, even a minute, Baba Jamal Singh, uh, the spiritual master of Huzur Baba Sawan Singh, said something similar. Even if you only meditate on the sound for 60 seconds at a time, 60 like you sit down and do a meditation sit for a short period of time, even if you only hear the sound for a minute, that is very profound. That is a powerful thing. People sometimes uh, feel uh, guilty that they don't meditate long enough, and you know, they're, if they don't meditate for two and a half hours, a half hour is utterly worthless. People feel that way about exercise, too. Unless they're sweating profusely in a gym, then any exercise, like going for a walk or walking up a flight of stairs, is utterly useless because it's not macho enough, I guess, and therefore is utterly useless and meaningless. And, of course, the answer to both of those is not so. All meditation is good meditation. All physical exercise is good for you and makes a positive contribution. Even standing for a few hours a day is like going for a jog for a mile. It's equivalent to that in the amount of calories that are burned. So 60 seconds of hearing the sound is a radical thing and is a good thing, is very much a powerful thing. So never give up meditation. Meditate every day. All meditation is a positive step forward, whether it's a long meditation or if it lives up to your ideal or not. Uh, nevertheless, it is very meaningful. Uh, in 60 seconds even, uh, there's a poem of Kabir that, that mentions 15 seconds of, of meditating on the sound, having a, a destiny, life-changing, positive impact on life. So hearing the sound even for a moment confers much more spiritual merit than living in the holy city of Kashi for millions of years.
That's an amazing statement. There's something very powerful to hear when it comes to hearing the sound or catching a glimpse of the light. Many people wish that they were in that position and receiving such grace. That's for sure. More readings after the break. You're hearing Spiritual Awakening Radio. Stay tuned for more after these messages. Spiritual Awakening Radio, streaming live every week at this time here on HealthyLife.net, Positive Talk Radio. My name is James Bean. My email address is james at spiritualawakeningradio.com. I love getting letters from listeners, emails from listeners. If you have any questions or comments or looking for a copy of my ebook, The Origins of Sant Mat, The Path of the Masters, it's a free PDF file that I'm giving out. I have it uploaded at several sites online and can send you a link to it or put it as an attachment in an email and uh, can share this uh, information with you. Um, the name of the, the program this week is You Are Not Alone. There are many mystic souls. Each generation has a certain percentage of mystics and spiritual seekers. The Valentinian Gnostics uh, divided humanity into three categories. The Huliks, or the materialists, the psychics, and by psychics or psyche, they, they really uh, referred to uh, those who had some sort of spiritual orientation or somewhat of an open-mindedness. So anybody who followed any religion or any path practically would fall into that middle category. And then the third category is the pneumatics, and those are the mystics or the Gnostics, the knowing ones. Those are, those are the, the spiritual warriors, the mystic souls that have entered into Gnosis. And I think that's a fairly accurate way of looking at humanity. Some 2,000 years later, we, we have uh, followers of various paths and religions. Uh, we've got the materialists, if I can't see it, it must not be real kind of people. Those are very much still with us. And we still have a certain percentage of the population that seems to be wired for mysticism, seems to be open to near-death experiences, out-of-body experiences, meditation that's not just relaxation response meditation, but meditation that is a portal to the other side, is a, a doorway to the divine, is a part of exploration of the kingdom of God within you. And so we have uh, spiritual seekers uh, seeking a practice, a living mystic path. Some in the West uh, believe that there are no prayers. There's, there's no such thing as prayer in the Sant tradition. 
which is not so. Sometimes in the West, people get weird ideas and then discover that their weird ideas are, are their weird ideas are not so. And then you know it's like standing up the straw man and then kicking him back down again. You know we're disappointed because there is no prayer. Uh, but wait a minute, there's been prayer this entire time. There are prayers in the Sikh scriptures. There are prayers in the Sarbachan Radhaswami poetry. There are prayers in Kripal Singh books. There are prayers in Mirabai and Ravi Das and Guru Nanak and Kabir and all sorts of examples of conversational prayers in the Sant tradition. And uh, so it's one of those things where, where one has to get to know a culture before coming to some conclusion about it. Some verses from the Book of Prayers used by the Kabir Pant. This is published by the Kabir Association of Surrey, B.C., Canada. Some very beautiful prayers are to be found in this book, and this is a book in the Kabir tradition. O ocean of reality, shower such grace on us that we will be free from all untruth and realize you. O ocean of love, O ocean of love, Anurag Sagar, through your merciful glance shower such mercy on us that we will be absorbed in your true love. Ocean of nectar, shower your grace so that we will have the power to follow your nectar-like instructions. O ocean of truth, save us from the unreal and lead us to the ultimate reality. Prayers from the Book of Prayers, published by the Kabir Association of Canada. Translated by Dr. Jagasar Das, who has been a guest on this program several times. And that last verse uh, reminds me of the Upanishads. Uh, lead us from death to life. Lead us from darkness to light, lead us from the unreal to the real, O ocean of truth, save us from the unreal, and lead us to the ultimate reality. I'm sharing with you readings this week from various uh, masters of the lineage that continuum from Kabir, Dharam Das through Darya Sahib, Tulsi Sahib up to more recent times. This is called The Goal of Sant Spirituality and Meditation, Our Path Back to the Source, The Inward Journey Back to God. This is from a branch of the Tulsi Sahib form of Sant founded by Maharishi Mehi, a, a lineage that goes from Tulsi Sahib to Baba Devi Sahib of Moradabad, to Maharishi Mehi Paramhans of Bihar and his successor, Swami Sant Seviji Maharaj, who authored the book, The Harmony of All Religions. This is from The Harmony of All Religions. Sant Mat, the path and teachings as taught and practiced by saints, Sant Sat Gurus, delineates the path of union of soul with God. The teachings of the saints explain the reuniting as follows. 
The individual soul has descended from the higher worlds, the realm of the divine, to this city of illusion, bodily existence. It has descended from the soundless state to the essence of sound, from that sound to light, and finally from the realm of light to the realm of darkness. The qualities, dharmas, natural tendencies of the sense organs draw us downward and away from our true nature. After the break, I will continue reading this section of the book, The Harmony of All Religions, describing the path of the ascension of the soul back to the true realm, a a reversal of the descent, in other words, an ascent, the ascension of the soul. Stay tuned for more Spiritual Awakening Radio. In all of the schools of mysticism and spirituality, the Salant tradition of India, Kabbalah, or mystical Judaism, Gnosticism, which is a branch of uh, Platonism, and Neo-Pythagoreanism in the Western world. Also, Sufi mysticism, the Gnostic or mystical branch of Islam. There is the description of the soul leaving paradise, leaving this original abode, or perfect paradise, Garden of Eden, this timeless realm beyond in a higher dimension. The soul rides a current of light and sound downward into realms of duality, time and space. Souls in Kabbalah are described as uh, sparks of the light, and these sparks descend into the realms of matter. This is like the fall of Adam, if you will. And uh, there's a beautiful book called the, the, the Book of Adam and Eve. And in there is, is, this, is this same sort of theme in, a, in another form, where in the Garden of Eden, they don't know they're naked. The, 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 uh, the inhabitants of the Garden of Eden have these luminous, glowing bodies. And then all of a sudden, they descend to a lower level or a lower consciousness, and the luminosity goes away. And then, ah, I am a physical being all of a sudden, and I'm not wearing light anymore. I am naked. So here we are in the physical realm of consciousness. It's an, it's an interesting way of attempting to describe the same descent of the soul from higher realms to the physical realm. Swami Sanseviji in the book, The Harmony of All Religions. The individual soul has descended from the higher worlds, the realm of the divine, to this city of illusion, bodily existence. It has descended from the soundless state to the essence of sound, from that sound to light, and finally from the realm of light to the realm of darkness. The qualities, dharmas, natural tendencies of the sense organs draw us downward and away from our true nature. 
In other words, we are always looking away from ourselves. We are wearing a virtual reality helmet of the five senses, and we get caught up in what's going on, of course, in the realm of the senses, seeing and hearing and feeling and, and so on. So we are very plugged into the physical plane of consciousness, and we've kind of lost touch with the observer, the one who sees, the one who hears. And that force, that power, that life force that makes us alive. Who is that? Who is that soul? Who is that original being, that original nature, that true nature? Back to the text. The nature of the soul, Atman, draws us upward and inwards and establishes us in our own true nature. Returning to our origins involves turning inward, withdrawal of consciousness from the senses and the sense objects in order to go upward from the darkness to the realms of light and sound. Here, of course, is describing, uh, he is, Swami Sanseviji uh, is describing the process of meditation. He says, we experience this phenomenon of withdrawal as we pass from waking consciousness to deep sleep. Another way to express this is to go inward from the external sense organs to the depth of the inner self. Both of these expressions are the metaphors that signify the same movement, this shift in consciousness from the waking state to some other state, in other words. The natural tendencies of the soul, or Atman, are to move from outward to inward. The current of consciousness which is dispersed in the nine gates of the body and the senses must be collected at the tenth gate. And here is the description specifically of Surat Shabd Yoga meditation, the meditation practice described pretty consistently by all of these different great saints of the Sant tradition. And some in other traditions, too. Uh, Christian mystics, there are a couple I know of. Uh, of course, in Sufism, this is fairly well known. And in Gnosticism, I know some fantastic passages from the Western world that describe this same process. Swami Sant Seviji. The tenth gate is the gathering point of consciousness. Therein lies the path of our return. The tenth gate is also known as the sixth chakra, the third eye, Bindu, the center located between the two eyebrows. This is the gateway through which we leave the gates of the sense organs and enter the divine realms and finally become established in the soul. We re-identify with our true self, the soul. Swami Satsaviji says, We travel back from the realm of darkness to the realm of light, from the light to the divine sound, and from the realm of sound to the soundless state. This is called turning back to the source. Here he is describing the stages of meditation practice. When we close our eyes, when we concentrate at the third eye center in meditation, we see darkness. But beyond the darkness, there is light. And once we are established in light, 
we then are instructed to start listening for divine sound in the silence. But for this path, uh, sound is not the final stage. There is a stage beyond the divine sound or meditation upon the divine sound. And here this is described as the soundless state, which is also given the name source or God. Others call it Anami, the nameless God or Anami Parush. And this is God beyond light and sound. And that's the final destination. This is the essence of Dharma. According to Swami Sant Seviji, a reading from the book Harmony of All Religions. After the break, more Spiritual Awakening Radio. Stay tuned. Spiritual Awakening Radio streams live every week at this time and also becomes a free podcast on demand anytime, 24-7 worldwide. At HealthyLife.net, there is the archive page. You can scroll down and access Spiritual Awakening Radio. Uh, At my website, I have a link to that as well. Go to my website, SpiritualAwakeningRadio.com, and click on the current shows, and you'll find uh, podcasts. In fact, I have podcasts listed displayed on uh, two different widgets uh, and uh, current undercurrent show and archives and I I believe in making podcasts very easily available in one click so if you go to my website spiritualawakeningradio.com you'll see a stream of podcasts you can click on and easily find podcasts that uh, go back a couple of months actually and you can download those as MP3s. Also at my website, I have a blog at WordPress. You can click on that button, or you can click on the B button for blogger, and that will take you to another blog. There's a donate button at the website. There are many links to daily spiritual quotes at social media, Facebook, Tumblr, and Twitter. I've been paying more attention to Twitter as of late, actually. Various accounts I have at uh, Twitter, and so it's uh, great uh, providing daily spiritual quotes and lots of resources online. My website spiritualawakeningradio.com. Jesus was not Christian. Guru Nanak was not Sikh. Muhammad was not Muslim. These labels get created later on. The strange thing is, great souls came to this world to remove these kinds of distinctions, to form one humanity. Yet human beings continue to be divided because of customs and traditions. Be good, do good, be one. That's something I posted online, and I it's a repost from a couple of years ago. I believe it's from a Kirpal Singh book, because 
be good, do good, be one. That is a that is actually an axiom of Kripal Singh. So I'm pretty sure that's a paragraph from one of the Kripal files I have in my collection on my hard drive. Something I wrote and posted also today. The difference between conventional religion and the way of the mystics, not content with the idea of putting off the spiritual life till some future age at the end of time or in another life, mystics seek to experience God now. That's the difference between conventional religion and the yearnings, the desire, the aspirations, the hunger, the seeking of the mystics. What's the difference between conventional religion and the way of the mystics, the Gnostics, the Sufis, the Sants, the heretics, the lovers of the beloved, the friends of God, not content with the idea of putting off the spiritual life till some future age at the end of time, or in another life, mystics seek to experience God now. That's pretty much it, then and there. On next week's program, I will delve into the meditation practice in great detail. This is kind of a preview of it, also from the Tulsi Sahib lineage of Santmat, from Maharishi Mehi Parmhans are described several techniques. There are several techniques described the specific details of which are taught to students at the time of their initiation. The Hindu word, the Hindi word is diksha, and it means initiation, being given the instructions, the meditation instructions. Generally speaking, these are the goals of meditation in the Sant tradition and other mystical traditions as well, Sufism, Kabbalah, generally speaking. This is the ascension of the soul, described as a kind of ladder ascending through the heavens. Number one, developing a daily routine, the habit of meditating at the same time or times each and every day. Two, proper posture so that one is truly focused at the third eye and remains alert and awake during meditation. Sit straight with the spine straight so that you're very focused. You're relaxed, but you're focused. You're not slouching, you're not dozing. You're very focused. Three, manas jap, a term which uh, refers to the repetition of divine names. Others call this practice the prayer of the name, simran, a mantra, or zikrs. Zikr is the Sufi word. Simran is a Sikh word, also used by some in the Sant tradition, meaning remembrance of the divine by repeating his name or names. Generally, this practice is done mentally with the tongue of thought. One mentally chants these names as the first step of meditation practice. The next st stage, uh, four, manas dhyan, the technique of mentally visualizing a form of God or one's teacher. This is to fire up the inner vision or prepare the way for inner vision, which is the next step. Five, drishti yoga, the technique of focusing 
upon an infinitesimal point. This point in the darkness will eventually blossom into inner light and visions of light. This is the meditation of the light. One gazes into the middle of the darkness or the vision of light one sees while concentrating in meditation. And the next stage is Nada Sadhana, also referred to as Surat Shab Yoga, the practice of inner spiritual hearing, hearing the silence and hearing the sound beyond the silence. And the seventh stage, reaching the state of oneness with the Supreme Being in the pure conscious realm, the ultimate destination beyond names and forms, lights and sounds. When the ascension is complete, one is in the arms of the divine. One has returned to the source, ultimate reality, a timeless, formless, eternal state, the ocean of love. Mm-hmm.